Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. We're going to go hitting our roots today a little bit. We have delved into a lot of things that aren't necessarily fitness related on the Fit and Fierce podcast in many times, but that's because I am growing and changing and evolving and that's cool. And that's what happens to all things, right? We're humans. We should expect to grow and shift and change and embrace it, embrace it and not get in our heads of what that has to look like or what that has to mean as I was doing, getting in my head of what this should be and, and all of that. But I think that all of these themes that we've been talking about are the same, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. And these little toxic actions, thoughts, behaviors, bad habits, whatever you call or qualify them as, I promise you, if you take time to really examine where they are coming from, what they're stemming from, it's not just showing up in one space of your life. It absolutely is not. And my, in my years when I really struggled with addiction to exercise and disordered eating, I thought that that was so isolated to those two areas, to myself, to food, to movement, period. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet, naive Megan. Couldn't be further from the truth. It was a lens on my life, on the way that I was living, on the the way that I was choosing to live, on the places that I was stuck and stagnant and fighting everything. Kind of all boils down to typically the same things. Our feelings of worth, our feeling of worthiness, of value, of love, of trust in ourselves, of usually a couple core things. Um, so that's kind of the lead into what is going to be a little bit more of a fitness based episode today. And if fitness isn't your jam and you haven't found this podcast because of that, that's cool because as I said before, it's not really about fitness, even though we're kind of putting the disguise around it. So really what we're talking about today is the toxicity of fitness culture. I talk a lot about the toxicity of diet culture and how that is so subtly and so obviously ingrained in us. And there are things that we don't even realize and know that the systems that we grew up in, the belief systems and the structures that we grew up in have just placed these ideologies and feelings on us. And we continue to believe them to be true and to identify with them, myself included, never calling anybody out, always coming from myself included. 
But what I haven't spoke a lot about is an area that I battle with because it's very triggering to me. And I know that a lens of a trigger is a spotlight on me. And I know this is a space that I struggled with and sometimes continue to little weasels in and out here and there. And so that what I'm going to talk about today are things that really get underneath my skin and really do fucking fire me up. I don't think we realize how destructive all of these inspiring and motivating quotes that we see on Google or on Instagram or in the gym or wherever, how they perpetuate really damaging thoughts, really, really damaging thoughts. And these are quotes and lifestyles and ways of going about my work and my livelihood that I myself perpetuated. I used them on myself. I shared them on probably if you scroll back far enough on my Instagram feed. I wore shirts as I trained that said things like, but did you die? And yes, there's light and there's levity in that. But that talks about how deep and destructive this culture goes and how we think that everything should be a punishment and everything needs to be a hundred percent and that every single way and reason that we move our body needs to be this all out battlefield. And I spent so many years fighting and degrading my body and honestly just punishing it for being it, for being a human. Heaven forbid my body needed rest and recovery as everybody does or fuel, for God's sakes, food, an adequate amount of food to, to move and to feel good. What, what a crazy concept. But that was my world for a long time. Exercise was my first drug. It was kind of my gateway drug, we'll say, into this really land of destructive patterns But it just wasn't, of course, playing out in exercise. That's just how I um, showed that. That's how I displayed that. That's how I displayed the hate and the unrest and the unalignment that I was living in in my body. Every thought and action that I had around myself was fueled by hate. And I didn't realize it at the time But every one of those inspiring quotes was just solidifying and just giving me the backup idea, really planting the seed and growing the seed that I had to do and be more. That my worth and value was tied to the way that I look. That my worth and value was tied to the amount of days that I worked out, to how hard that I worked out, to the amount of time that I worked out, to how fast that I could run, to how hard that I could lift, to the fact that I never had to take a rest, to the fact that I would work out until I had broken bones because that meant, damn, she is dedicated, to the fact that when I had broken bones, I still worked out every day and on crutches got 10,000 steps and mastered a one-legged burpee on a box. Wow. That's how badly I was, that's how deep I was in. That's how destructive the world that I was living in. 
And I don't say this to praise or to lift up those actions. I see now, at the time, I was damn proud of myself. I hurt. I was beaten down. I Everything in my body, mentally, physically, spiritually, was aching. But I was proud of that. And I honor that space. I do. She was a wounded, Megan was a wounded person. She was a wounded soul in that. And that's just the space that she was in and that's okay. But none of that was coming from love. If I was really honest with myself, none of that was. How could that be? That's not what love is. And so if you are struggling with your your relationship with exercise, maybe it's feeling guilt over missing a workout or guilt over not doing enough in a workout or beating yourself up because of the way that you move or not feeling enough or feeling that you need to burn off the things that you ate, whatever that looks like for you, where do you transition? Where do we say, okay, really look and examine. I think these actions are not coming from a place of love. But the gap from hate or dislike to love that's a big spectrum. That's a really big spectrum. I've done several episodes on body neutrality. So you can go back and check those out because we'll touch on it super briefly, but we're not going to get in a lot because I've kind of exhausted that space in other times. But I will say that the shifts that you can make, the shifts that you can start to think about even, I don't even care if you make them, the shifts that you can start having a conversation with yourself about are slowly taking baby steps to move you from hate to love and acceptance. And that looks like going from hate to maybe dislike to neutrality to respect to like and finally to love and acceptance and continuing to grow and fuel that love and acceptance. It's not a destination. It's always a journey but when we try to, when we force that quick jump from one end of the spectrum to the next, it feels inauthentic to our system. And your body knows that. It knows it's a bold-faced lie to say, I feel so guilty. I'm never going to take a rest day. My body should do more. I'm not enough. I am disgusting. I'm whatever, whatever language you choose to insert there, to saying, that's okay. I can take a rest day and fully accept it. My body is enough just as I am. I fully embrace and accept every piece of my journey, every phase of my life. That's a lot. And I guarantee that if you go from the lower vibrating words that you're saying about yourself, the ones that are stemming from places of hate, if you quickly try to insert affirmations or pretty sparkly words of love you'll get a little vibration in your system that just is a pushback. And so we just need to slowly take the steps. And the biggest step that I you can take today, and it doesn't matter what area of the spectrum that you fall on, the far left, the far right, the middle, the new, neutral, the wherever, this is one area that you can strengthen. And it's radical honesty with yourself. Radical honesty with yourself. And yes, 
at first, it's going to feel scary as fuck. Like, I'm warning you. Do not say I did not warn you. Because being radically honest with yourself means one huge thing. You have to trust everything that you have been told you are not safe to trust. Yourself. That's what diet culture perpetuates. That's what fitness culture, gym culture, whatever you want to our society perpetuates is that our body doesn't know. Our body's not wise. Our body is constantly fighting against us. And the only way that we can get to this place of feeling proud of ourselves, feeling strong, feeling motivated, feeling whatever is strictly ignoring what your body is telling you fighting and pushing and battling, white-knuckling, gripping your way to the opposite of that. It means checking your ego at the door. And we're not talking about big, buff, manly ego that's look at me. Ego can be loud and ego, ego can be very quiet. But it's not letting your mind tell you more when your body is begging you for less. On the flip side, I'm also not giving you a pass to say, well, I never have to challenge myself. I never have to work really hard because what does it matter? No, on the flip side, it's also knowing when your mind is telling you, yeah, you're fine. You can just take it easy. When your body is ready for more, when it feels safe, when it feels ready to grow and to pivot and to be challenged. It's saying, I can push for 10 more seconds because, damn it, I am resilient and I can do hard things. It's also saying, oof, I'm maxed. I can't push for 10 more seconds. And that's okay because that's where I'm honestly at today. I know that this process is terrifying. I know it is. But it's starting to just even be aware of that negative talk. It's saying, I, I see where I'm self-sabotaging. I see where I'm perpetuating this. And maybe that means asking for help. Maybe it means reaching out to me. Maybe it means reaching out to somebody else that you know and confide in. Maybe it simply means journaling about it. When I started this, I knew that I was doing toxic actions and behaviors and I wasn't ready to immediately give them up. I needed to slowly release that grip. But I will remind you that you are worthy of love and respect from everybody in this world, but most importantly, from yourself. You are worthy of love and respect from yourself. And I am here cheering you on by your side, holding space for you and giving you the support that you need to take each individual tiny step as you need to. Sending you light, sending you love, always. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.